thought, God, why don't you do something? Well, I just couldn't bear the thought of people living in poverty, children sold into slavery. The thought disgusted me, so I shook my fist at heaven. I said, God, why don't you do something? Welcome to the People at Your Service podcast, known as Pays or P-A-Y-S, where we are honored each week to introduce you to an awesome person of service. I'm your host, Steve King. I founded our company, People at Your Service, in 2016. I'm 53 years old and have been blessed over those years to meet incredible people of service, and I'm excited to share them with our audience. So each episode, we're joined live and in person at the global headquarters of People at Your Service in Norwood, Ohio, just outside of Cincinnati from our podcast studio known as Grandma's Comfy Couch Room. So in honor of my saint of a mother-in-law, Peg Ainge, uh, Andy, who celebrated her, who would have celebrated her 92nd birthday yesterday, uh, Peg passed away in August of uh, 2021. So you are on her couch. Welcome to that. And uh, in, in my life, uh, Andy, grandmas have been incredible people of service. Uh, Peg, certainly my mom, who's grandma to my kids, uh, my grandmothers uh, as well. And so we love to meet our guests here to just lean into uh, that spirit of service. So uh, welcome and welcome to Grandma's Comfy Couch. Thank you. Yeah. It is very comfortable. <laughs> it I is comfy. <laughs> Might have it to is. take a nap after we're Yes, done. I will throw things at you to, to avoid you from falling asleep here. Right. So... Uh, and, and Andy, so to date myself, but I'm appreciative of uh, another person of my genre here because we've had a lot of younger guests that have not known this reference. You will know this reference, so I'm glad for that. Uh, we commit to our listeners that like uh, the old Domino Pizza delivery guarantees, right? So you know this one. Oh, yeah. We're going to deliver a delicious, fresh, hot episode each session in 30 minutes or less, or it's free, right? You mean they don't do that guarantee anymore? I, they do not do the guarantee, oh. and I have delivered a free episode every time because I have not made it under 30 minutes. <laughs> I am very close most times, and I try very hard to keep us to that. So uh, today on the couch, we have the one and only Mr. Andy Forrester. Welcome. Hey. Thank you, it's, sir. It's great to have you here, so I appreciate uh, that, and, and we've been talking about doing this for a little while, so it's awesome. Yeah. So, uh, so Andy, the, the podcast has six segments, right? So we're going to move quickly. Uh, I'll keep us on time. We're going to do intros, person of service, getting to know you, a little speed dating, right? We'll do you in 2022. We'll roll the dice that are sitting there next to you, and then we'll do our podcast goodbyes, right? So Alrighty. you feeling good? You feeling ready? Man, I couldn't be more ready. <laughs> awesome. That's I fantastic. Chomping at the bit, sir. Well, yeah. you are on the clock. Give us a little bit of intro. Tell the audience about who you are and what you'd like them to know about you. Yeah, so I'm I am ten years older than you. I'll be sixty three this year. Wow! In, I, I lost count. I think I'm in my fourth career. There you go. So all right, I, I do a little solopreneur, business consulting, but I help with leadership. Yes, helping companies figure out how to engage their employees better. Yeah, which is another way of saying improve their culture. Yeah, turn that into an ROI. Okay, and. 
organize themselves to run into the future. Yeah. Become a company. So you kind of need both sides of that. Yeah. To me, the magic's in the middle where the people leadership intersects with the management of the company, mm. which you lead people, you manage things. The company's a thing. Yeah. But the company's just an empty building without the people in there. So give us, when you say you're on your fourth career, right. give us careers number one, two, and three, I guess, here. So, <laughs> so the uh, well, the first career, I went to the Naval Academy. Okay. So uh, my first career right after I graduated was to be a Navy officer. Awesome. And specifically a submariner. Yes. So all the nuclear power, fast attack submarine, yeah. and, and a final tour on active duty in the Office of Naval Intelligence of the Pentagon. Mm. I ended that and uh, went into the corporate. So this sector. was in your this was in your twenties, I guess, right? I mean, this right. is. Right, I okay. was I was seventeen when I went into the Naval Academy, and yeah. I came out. I was twenty eight. Okay, wow, gotcha, yeah, fantastic. So, so that was in the late eighties. Thank you for your service. Yeah, I can't you. even imagine. I'm six foot six. You know, I don't fit on submarines, so that would not be good. You would have been leaving some hair. On I would the have light been bad. Fixtures. Yes, yes. I, I knew people that tall, but <laughs> they did leave hair on the light fixtures. Okay, I'm five ten. Yes. good height. You, that's much, a good submarine height. Yeah. Much, okay. Much uh, much taller, and you start bumping your head too so, much. So career number one, then career number two was. So you're, you're going to pin me down here. I'm going to. So career number two, I, I spent 31 years in the corporate yes, sector. Yeah, there were different jobs in there, and so yeah. you could kind of think of some of them, I guess, as slightly different careers. But it was primarily in the electrical equipment manufacturing business. Okay. Okay. So a little stint at GE right after I got out of the Navy. More than half of that time, almost 18 years at a little company called Square D. If you've okay. ever been to Home Depot, you've probably seen some Square Ds. Yeah, stuff. for sure. I wasn't involved in the things that go on the aisle at Home Depot. It was more of the big commercial. In fact, it was, it was the early days of what today we'd call IoT, Internet okay. of Things. Yeah. We were putting instrumentation in switchgear. Okay. Bringing the data out, analyzing it on computers, which were old in the early days, Windows 3.1 and sometimes even DOS. Yeah. Technology of the day, right? There you go. And um, anyway, so spent a lot of time doing that. Went from a project engineer to running a business at Square D. Went through all their executive development, loved it. Yeah. I found out I kind of had a talent, I guess, for running a business. Right. P&L. Right, right. She yeah. Kind of orchestrating all the different pieces that have to happen. I left there and I was uh, CEO of a company that did large UPS systems right. for a little while. And that um, so uninterrupted power, and we're talking megawatt size stuff. This yeah. was data centers. And uh, I did a startup. Then I wound up back in the electrical industry, working for another little company called Eaton. Which yeah, you will see stuff if you go in the Home Depot aisle or Lowe's. Yes, you see the Eaton breakers and load centers. Now, that was my stuff. Okay. And I was on the residential team there and did all the product development, engineering, and innovation work for them. Had global, you know, design centers all over the world. Pretty it, big company. And you have led big businesses. You've been in big companies leading big mm -hmm. businesses. You've had a very successful career. And I know career number four is now this leadership, academy leadership, which we'll talk a little bit about here right. in a minute. Right. So I'm going to interject in career number three, which you may or may not have intentionally done this, but I know you to be a person of service. I'll move us oh, into yeah. the next 
topic, but I, I know you're very faith filled. I know you're very active in your church, yep. church elder, and things. Yep. Give us a give us a thirty second about that, and I'll move us into then. I'd love to hear about a person of service in your life here. So, so I really started my walk with God when I was at the Naval Academy. I, I and it actually started. It's kind of interesting. The first week, this might take a little more than sixty seconds. Okay. But I, you know, that that first week is hard. If you've ever sure. watched Full Metal Jacket, that's Marine Corps boot camp. But you go through something yeah. that's very disoriented by, by design. And and for midshipmen, that's plebe summer. And I remember the first week they had church call on Sunday. Yeah. And I hadn't been much of a church goer, um, even though my parents had taken us when we were little. Um, anyway, I so I didn't go. And uh, of course they made sure we had something to keep us occupied. So mm. it wasn't like you could sleep in. But I noticed the people that came back from that church service were a little bit more determined for the week. Hmm. I mean, they'd, they'd, they'd found something. I mean, you could just tell. That, right. uh, whether they'd gone to the Catholic service or the Protestant right, service. Right, or right. Yeah. I started thinking, I don't know what that's all about, but maybe I ought to try it out. Yeah. Plus, it'd be something to do on Sunday morning. <laughs> that was the start. I mean, I didn't find God right then, but yes. I mean, it got me curious about that, that experience mm. people were having. Yeah. So I, I, you know, it's like going to school or working out or something. Sometimes you just got to keep at it for a little while. Sometimes it hits you like a ton of bricks. Yeah. But I, I found my, my path, and I, I, I have always found that to be a strength ever since. Yeah, that's it, fantastic. It took, took me a couple of years to kind of yeah. find the path I needed to be on, but um, it's been a big help. So, yeah, and that's, that's kept me uh, pretty busy. Yeah. It's, uh, I met my wife at a church uh, dance, and so we've been married 41 years now this year. That's awesome. Wow. And it's, a, it's not a church where you go sit in a pew for an hour and then leave, right? We have a lay right. ministry. Everybody's engaged. Everybody's teaching a class, leading in some way, working with the youth, whatever. I've had different roles. Mm. The one I've talked to you the most about was involved with the youth ministry for the boys. Right. Where uh, I was the scout master. Okay. Which was the, the part. We sort of had two things going on for the boys. One was the scouting which I thought of as more the life skills and teaching them to think, yeah. frankly, grow up, be sure. men. Quit sure. being boys, start being men. Yeah. Um, and then we then, then there was the spiritual side of helping them develop their own faith. Um, so I I found I really enjoyed doing that. At first, it was like, you got to be kidding. I never did scouting. <laughs> like, yeah, but I think you know how to you know get something done. Yeah, and so, they were right. I got a lot of help. So, who has uh, helped you? Who has modeled that for you? Is there been? Uh, there's, I'm sure, been a lot of people. You're 63. I'm 53. There's been a lot of people. But is there a person that you'd like to just kind of share? That's a person of service that comes to mind for you. You know, I, I, I there is when when I knew you were going to ask that. I yeah. thought, and there's just this one story I've I've shared with people that just really sticks out in my mind. So my wife and I get married. We'd known each other for, I don't know, seven months. And, and four of those I had been in on, the, on a Navy assignment out in California. Yeah. Halfway through that four months, we got engaged. I went back to California. Two months later, I drive across the country to Washington, and we get married. So not a bad way to do it, by the way. <laughs> okay. Burner mother, figure out all the logistics. Yes. The ladies seem to be a lot more attuned to that than the men. So 
we get married, we drive down, we have the I-95 honeymoon down to Orlando, which was where nuclear power school was. So my next assignment. Very romantic. Yeah, very yes. romantic. Yeah, she still says I owe her a honeymoon. She's <laughs> I, right. I think she's as, right. As yes. usual, yeah. <laughs> well, so you show up the first week, and you know how all those military schools are. They're like, look around. You know, a third of you won't be here in yeah, six right, months. Right. And they're right. I mean, yeah. numerically. So you're like, oh, you poor son of a gun. You know what yeah, I mean? So, yeah. Well, yeah. But it's like, you know, it's mind over matter. Right. We don't mind and you don't matter. You know, all that kind of stuff. <laughs> but they're trying to, you know, say, look, you got to, this isn't a vacation. You right. got to work hard here. And you right. did. Well, so that's the kickoff. And we're scrutting it. And uh, uh, probably Tuesday or Wednesday of that week. There, there was an officer in charge. His name was Lieutenant Nichols of the officer side of nuclear power. School. Okay. And so his wife had a had a, a wives call. Now at this point, it was all it was all men in nuclear power school. Okay. And all women, you know, were the spouses for the ones that were married. And in the Navy, that's the way it kind of happens. The captain's wife, when you're at sea, the captain's wife is kind of in charge of. Yeah. Helping, and because stuff is always like, cars break, kids get sick, right? I mean, there's always help needed, and they, mm-hmm. the wives kind of band together to help each other out, right? So she's kind of kicking that off, that socialization. Here's how we do things. So she has a big kind of wives meeting, and uh, and she says, "Look, if you guys need anything, call me." And so, okay, so my wife's off at that. I'm sitting at home. Uh, I'd gotten home late, probably eight o'clock after studying for the day and finishing all that. And I get a call from the police in Washington, DC. And they go, is, uh, is Jenny McNeil there? Like, uh, no, that's my wife, Jenny Forrester now. And yeah. well, we've got some bad news. You know how cops are really yeah. good at breaking Jeez. it to you, right? right? So they, anyway, the long and short of it was her parents had passed away oh unexpectedly. Wow. Yeah. Right. So we've been married two weeks. There's this tragedy, and we're 22 years old. Wow. What do you do, right? Yeah. So Jenny gets home not long after that, and I have to break the news to her, which is hard, right? It's a hard thing. It's hard on her, hard on both of us. What do you do? Well, my dad lived nearby. I called him, and he was very supportive. Um, She goes, well, I need to call. I can't remember Lieutenant Nichols' wife's name. Mm. I'll say it's Mary, but I don't think it was. I need to call Mary. I, go, I don't. What's Mary? She didn't even know you. What, yeah, what's she gonna do? Right. I'm kind of like, you know, we need to figure this out on our own. No, no. She said to call. I'm like, okay, call her. And of course, this is between tears and sobs uh-huh. and all this. So she calls and and say her name's Mary. She goes, oh, you know, my gosh, you know, I'm really sorry. This is horrible. Right. What can we do to help? Jenny's like, I, I don't know. And Jenny says, Was well, your husband? Or Mary says, Is your husband there? Jenny says, yeah, put him on the phone. So I get on the phone. She puts Lieutenant yeah, Nichols yeah. on the phone. He says, what, what are you, you going to do? And I go, I have no idea. He goes, okay, well, here's what I recommend you do. Family comes first. You need to go up there, take your wife. You need to go up there. You need to attend all the business. Whatever needs to do, you go do that. I'm like, but I just got here, and you're going to throw me. No, we're just, you go do family first, wow. and we'll take care of things. Mm. Do you need any money? I'm like, well, I'm a starving insult. Of course I need money. I, well, of course, I didn't say anything smart out like that, but sure, yes, yeah. yes, yeah. I do. Be at, be at the dispersing office at 6 o'clock tomorrow morning, right before you head to the airport. And wow. We'll have money for you. 
Well, that office doesn't open till nine, but I don't know. He called somebody. I show up at six in the morning and there's somebody there with a check and paperwork, leave paperwork and everything needed. Wow. And so we go up, take care of things, come back. And I'm thinking, I don't know what's going to happen to me now. You know, I wanted to be a submariner. I love sure. submariner. That's what yeah. I've done on my midshipman cruise. I'm thinking, I don't know if this is going to happen. Maybe it's over. You know, I didn't finish even the first week. I get back and he's like, okay, glad you're back. How you feeling? How are you? You ready? Okay. What would you like to do? I'm like, I don't even know. Can I stay? Can I stay? He goes, of course you can stay. Now here's your options, right? You can, right. you can just, we'll just roll you into the next class. We'll find something for you to do here until yeah. that starts in six weeks. We can, or if you want to try and catch up with the class and you've missed, you know, going on a week's worth of stuff here. If you want the, and there was a big exam that already washed out a bunch of people. If you want, we'll try and get you ready for that exam. And mm. if you pass it, you're in and you just finish with this class. And if you want to try that and you fail the exam, we'll just, we won't wash you out. Yeah. We'll just start over. You know, if you want to get, I said, well, I'll give that a shot then, you know. And he seemed to like that, that I was game. So he goes, go upstairs and see these three. And he named three lieutenants who were we called full fleet lieutenants. These mm -hmm. were guys that had been out at sea, had their dolphins, the, the emblem of a submariner like you see on my hat over there. So they weren't the direct input, limited duty officer, teacher guys, you know. So I go up there and they give me a lot of individual instruction about what I really needed to know, what was mm -hmm. really important, mm -hmm. a little bit of what we used to call foot stomping, you know. Yeah. I took the test, aced it. You know, I was in with the rest of the class. And, um, you know, I'll never forget that. Yeah. That whole rough, tough, we'll wash you out. And they would. <laughs> but, you know, when the chips were down, yeah. they were there for you. Mm. Great example. It is a great example. And, yeah. and, I, and I love that. And I will say, you and I could probably sit and talk for about five hours on these stories. So thank you for sharing that. Because here it is 40 years later, right? And you may not remember Mary's name if it was, you know, whatever it was. But you remember, you know, uh, right? Um, so to, to remember that story, the meaning that it had on you is, is tremendous. And how I'm sure that shaped you into the man that you are today. So... I'm going to go through the speed dating into you in 2022. So tell us what's going on in your life that you are excited about and you want to share with the audience here. So, Yeah, I'm excited about helping these businesses that I get the opportunity to help. Hmm. It's Now, it's kind of sad how few want to be helped, right? Hmm. You know they're miserable places to work. They're hmm. struggling financially. Yeah. But, they don't, you know, this whole idea that, hey, you got to worry about your people is kind of a... Yeah, we never worried about them before. My grandpa didn't worry about them. <laughs> I'm not going to start worrying about them. Okay. That's kind of sad. But the ones you do get to help, it's yeah. kind of exciting seeing the changes in the folks, yeah. in the way the business is running. Do you feel that way, though? I mean, you, yeah. it's interesting what you just said. And, and you know, look, we, we run in some of the same circles, some different circles. You're involved in Vistage and a variety of other things. I mean, do you like what you just said? Is that old school, or do you feel like there's still plenty of businesses that you come across today that just, even despite the great resignation, despite the pandemic, despite the whatever, they don't necessarily really have legitimate care for the individuals and for the employees? Yeah, they, they don't get it. I'm not sure why. Is okay. it because of the old school of suck it up, buttercup, and get it done? Uh -huh. is it, okay. Is it 
they just never experienced a Lieutenant Nichols, you know, a yeah. person that demonstrated, you know, great care for their people, mm. great leadership. Maybe they never experienced that. Yeah. And, you know, and, and if they're still in business, they're doing something right. I mean, right. they must have a great service or product, uh, you know, right. a very efficient way of delivery. They're doing something right. Sure. It's just, you know, you, you look at them, you talk to their folks, and you, and you think this could be a much happier place to wow. work. Not just for the employees, but usually when you're in that kind of environment, whoever's in charge, the boss, the owner, whatever, yeah. they're miserable too. Right? There's a new surprise every day or every week. Oh, I wasn't expecting that because somebody made a bad decision. Mm. There's there's stress. They're 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 not able to delegate, get stuff off their plate, so they're working 80 hours a week or some crazy thing. Yeah. And a lot of that stuff over time you can fix. It's wow. not, not not in a week, but in six months, a year, you can definitely make some big strides yeah. of, of helping them not only take stress off of their plate it's it's probably going to be a lot better place to work higher employee engagement mm. now engaged employees happy employees aren't going to make those mistakes right. as much um and so, oddly enough there's no shortage of data that <laughs> says a happier better run place to work is a more profitable place mm. it's kind of like there's a lot of wins in here right so, so give us, uh, whether it's Academy Leadership, I know you get involved in EOS Traction as well, but give us the, the 30, I mean, is there, what, what do you do to diagnose, to help, to help a business owner like me or whomever kind of assess where they're at and, and be able to move forward here? Yeah, so I've got some great little sheets that launched some great conversations, okay. 20 questions, and you score it from one to five and see what your score is. Okay. And, and, you know, one is oriented more towards the management systems, right. which would be like EOS is an example of right. that. And one is more oriented towards the people engagement okay. side, which would be the leadership side. Okay. Between the two of them, you start to see are the, are the foundational pieces in place and how, how engaged are folks and okay. what kind of a, a place is it to work. Yeah. And then you can figure out which to work on first. Okay. I mean, it provokes that conversation yeah. with whoever's in charge about what do we want to try to do first. Got it. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. And and you've been doing now some stuff through our Beers and Biz networking, leading and facilitating leadership groups. And I know you're maybe collaborating a little bit with John McCarthy. John talks about kind of the purpose promise. and But I feel like these are different. Maybe it's just two sides of the same coin. You know, it's... it's um, you are talking about engagement. You're talking about just care for the individual and the employee. John talks about purpose and purpose-driven. So do you, I mean, does it come down to the old adage we used to use back in our Cintas days is people don't care what you know until they know that you care, right? right. I mean, is it, I don't want to overly simplify things, but is that is that part of it? Do you see that? I mean. It absolutely is. Okay. And, I, and I absolutely, I think a lot of these are just different ways, different consultants have written books so they sell, but fundamentally <laughs> right. a lot of pretty similar concepts. Yes, yeah. And it boils down to knowing your folks, the crew of your ship, the, the folks that work at your business, yeah. knowing them and caring for them. Yeah. Just like Lieutenant Nichols yeah. gave a great example I love it. to me. So, all right. So, again, we I'm going to keep us going. So, yeah, I, I need you to roll the dice for us. And uh, I've got one of these deep, thought-provoking questions for you. All right. We have a nine. A nine. 
I don't get a nine too often, I don't think here. So, so give us a uh, give us a little humble brag. Um, so I, I know you don't like to do that, but uh, give us a blessing that you're proud of that we can celebrate with you. I mean, something good that's happened in your life that we can just give a little shout out for here. Well, I'm in, I'm in the third year of running this business yeah. as the final career. And in spite of a year and a half, almost two years of that kind of being COVID influenced, it's taken off pretty well. And yeah. I'm blessed to have some people that I can see benefiting from, yeah. from what I'm helping them. So with. you've got some clients, you're, yeah. you're, you're surviving, you're doing, you're accomplishing what you want to accomplish. So, so that's fantastic. Yep. And you're making a go of it, right? Yep. So, so yep. hopefully more than surviving, but thriving. I know that you're, that you're doing well. And so, um, you don't, you're welcome to name names. You don't need to name names, but are there some things that you feel like, man, this is really, now we're getting our stride. Year number three, just feel like this is really going well. What, what does that all look like here? So what I really like is typically the way I do these academy leadership programs. Okay. Um, coaching was always nebulous to me. What do you just sit down with somebody and they <laughs> ask you, Coaching is a part wisdom. of what I do, and I yes. become a lot better at that. Not uh -huh. that I didn't do it for my whole career, but you know, doing it professionally. But we actually have programs with topics okay. that we've packaged that we know are important to the beginning leader, the middle management leader, the yeah. more executive leader. Yeah. And and but these aren't. We don't deliver this as a lecture. This yeah. is all a facilitated discussion, okay. sort of seminar style, if you will. And at the end, we always, actually all through it, but at the end, we, we ask for feedback in mm. a big way. We want to know, did we, did we help you arrive at some new conclusions right. about things you should be doing different? Right. Did we, did we provide some thought-provoking insight to you? Mm. And I always get these really high reviews. Oh, nice. <laughs> to the yeah. point where I expect them now. <laughs> But, yes. And I think we've got some pretty good facilitators, but I think I've probably got some of the better uh, feedback across yeah. the academy leadership. I enjoy doing that. I've always enjoyed teaching. How, how many facilitators are there through the academy leadership program? I think there's around 20 or 25. Okay. It's, a, it's yeah. a kind of a select group because academy leadership, it got that name because we all went to the service academy. Yeah, right. So the key to get into this, you clearly have to have had military service. Right. And with a few exceptions, we're all... Naval Academy, Military Academy, which right. is West Point, Air Force Academy, one, graduates of one of those institutions. Okay. And started our careers leading people, yeah. taking care of them, seeing some really good leaders. How, how have you seen, we've just got a couple minutes left, but your career starting from the, uh, the military side of things into the business side now in, in, in a coach, uh, how have you seen the intersection of those things? And then overall, your faith-filled guy kind of weaving through all of that. Just what, what's been the common denominator, I guess, through that for you? Well, the common denominator is people. Yeah. People are people. Yeah. And some people get really, they don't understand that. They'll come to our program, they'll go, well, I thought you guys were all ex-military. Yeah. I literally have people tell me this. That's right. But we just had a discussion about creating a motivating environment. It was all about knowing and taking care of your people. Mm. Like, right? I thought you just yelled at each other. <laughs> like, no. That's interesting, yeah. That's, that's not. 
Yeah. They watched Full Metal was it Full Metal Jacket a yeah. few too many times, yeah. which is a Marine boot camp story, right, basically, right? right. Uh, but, but you know, that's interesting because people might come to that and think, well, the military is very dictatorial, very autocratic, very much kind of top down, whatever. You know, you're just going to follow whoever's in charge. And I don't know, maybe they come to you because they're looking for that affirmation or whatever. But really what you're saying is, hey, at the end of the day, we've got to care about the people and the individual. Is that right here? So Yeah, I mean, some of some of that is situational. And a mature leader realizes when it's time to mm. exert command. Yeah. I mean, somebody's shooting at you or the ship's on fire or something. Yeah. There's not a lot of time for collaboration and discussion. Yeah, right. But actually, I think a lot of people would be surprised. Um, I, I can speak more for the Navy, how much initiative and creativity, especially in submarines where you're cut off from communication for yeah. months at a time, yeah. is is expected. And how much people lean on That's each other, yeah. how non-hierarchical yeah. it tends to be. Okay, I mean, you still have officers and chiefs, which are the NCOs sure. yeah. and, and sailors, but uh, it's what's respected a lot more is what do you know? Yeah. No, that's are really you, interesting. Are you heavy? That was the slang for it. Heavy. Yeah. Okay. And and if you weren't heavy, if you didn't know your stuff, okay, uh, people didn't care what rank you had. Okay. I mean, they they'd respect the collar device, the rank, but right, right. Yeah. So. Oh, that's really interesting. And there were a lot of times some really great bright sailors probably saved my bacon by okay. reminding me of <laughs> something we needed to make sure we looked at before we moved on to the next step. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm going to resist the temptation to ask you for a story because I know you're going to have a story for me and we're going to go way over our time then. So so let, let's just wrap it up. I, I appreciate you sharing all that you've shared. Uh, if people want to learn more, because there's a lot more to learn, you've had this incredible military career and then this incredible just kind of general business leadership career in some of the biggest of the big Fortune 500 companies now working and serving supporting small to mid-sized businesses and everything in between, how can people get hold of you? So the easiest thing to do is probably go look at my website, okay. which is Liberty EE. Okay. So the word Liberty, yeah. tack on EE okay. as an electrical engineer. Okay. LibertyEE.com. Okay. And there, through that, phone numbers, you can contact me, you know, all Excellent. kinds of stuff. Yeah. And you are, I'm sure, a LinkedIn guy as well. Oh, absolutely. Can, can people link in with big, you here? Oh, so. big time. And spell, and spell your name because your name spelled a little bit different than maybe how I pronounced it. So yeah, it's a, so it's a Germanic name. And uh, it was anglicized F-O-E-R-S-T-E-R. Okay. Andy Forrester. So Andy yeah. Forrester. Gotcha. Yeah. Excellent. Well, thank you for being on for this. Thanks for being a great friend, a great friend of people at your service, a great person of service. I have enjoyed the last several years as we've gotten to know each other and spent some time together. It's been great. And I'm, I'm very uh, grateful for just the friendship and for the, the role modeling. And um, we can go off air and swap some more stories now here. So so it's thank you mutual, for that, Steve. It's all mutual. Well, it's appreciate great. that. So that's great. Thank you, sir. Yeah. Very much appreciate it. You're welcome.